0: Happy Sunday to all of you being here. Today it is November the 21st, the week of Thanksgiving. And we are here together for two hours on the Sunday morning as usual. We have our dear friends Winfrey and Terry Brown with us and we usually go in the first hour, We start communication with sources from the other side, and I hope that it will all be interesting to all of you. And I thank you all for being here. Two more people joined in. Happy Sunday. If you want to, feel free to say your names and locations. Hi, it's Bonnie in California. Hello, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Bonnie. Alicia in Wisconsin. Welcome, Alicia. Hi,
1: Alicia. Hi, Alicia.
2: Hi, oh. Alicia. Alicia.
0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome, Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. Hi,
2: Hi Win. Jeannie.
0: Hi, Jeannie. Hi, Hi, Hi Win. Jeannie. Welcome, Hi. Win. Oh. Happy Sunday morning. <laughs> Welcome. Please say name and location. New Jersey. Mr. New Jersey. Hi, nice. This will be Alan. Happy Sunday afternoon Hi, for you. Hi, Hi guys. You. Is Joy Joy there? Yep, yep. And so oh, oh good,
1: good, 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 good.
0: Please say the name a location. <laughs> good
1: Morning, everyone. Hi, it's CJ. i in
0: Nebraska. Welcome, hey, Mike
1: and Mary. hello, guys. Hi,
0: Hi,
2: Mike and Mike Mary.
1: Mike,
3: and Mary. Good morning. Please. Are we on? Are we on BBS radio? Y-
0: yes, we are. Yes. And Welcome to all of you listening in online through BBS. Happy Sunday to you, and thank you for being here. Welcome to the next caller. Please say a name and location.
1: Nice yes. Terry in Nevada.
0: Hello Terry. Happy. Hi Sunday. Terry. Hi, hi, hi Terry. Hi
1: everybody.
0: And the next caller. Happy Sunday to you. Please say a name and location. Hi hi this is Cecil from the Great Northwest. Welcome, Cecil.
1: Hi. C-S-S-t- Hi,
0: Cecil. Hi, Cecil. Hi, Cecil. Hi, C-S-S-t- Hi. Hi you guys. The next person is Julian. Happy Sunday. Welcome. Please say your name and location. Uh,
1: Janine from Salt Lake City.
0: Welcome, Hi, Janine. Hi, Hi everybody.
2: Janine.
3: Are we ready to get started? Hi.
0: Yes, we are. Good
3: morning, John. For those of you that are on BBS, um, this is actually a conference call, and we broadcast the conference call, so you're hearing all the people check in, and and why do we do a conference call on BBS? It's not a normal broadcast. Yeah.
0: You want me to first
3: have a request? Do I want you to what? Start the recording? No, no, just, just, I don't need to record this. Okay. Um, cause we'll, uh, so in any case, we just started out this way. We were doing conference calls, and then we went on BBS and we started doing shows, and they weren't as good as the conference call. So we just decided to put our conference call on the air. And you're about to hear an amazing conversation between me and these beings in higher dimensions that are very, very advanced, and they just answer questions. They don't lecture us and we've been doing this for 18 years and have the most amazing backlog of information that has never been in this realm so stay tuned don't move your dial and see if it works for you okay um I think we can start
0: start the recording.
2: All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves.
0: All right. Today is November 21st.
2: The recording has started.
3: This is November 21st, 2021. Winfrey and Terry Brown in Sedona, Arizona, and everybody everywhere. And... This is a co-creative connection between all of you listening and the sources in higher dimensions. And the sources we communicate with not only have the understanding, the comprehensive understanding, of how the universe works, how evolution works, where humans came from. But they also, and this is the amazing thing, is they are able to flow energy (laughs) to the people who are listening to this call. They... They describe, we actually have two group souls that we talk to. And what started out with the Council of Elohim, and they explain themselves to be pure energy that existed before there was a physical universe. And they were actually the creators of the beginning template of the universe. And at different times in our history, the name Elohim was uh, one of the names for God in the Old Testament and in the Mormons. But they don't explain themselves or, or talk to us as if they're God. They're not God in the normal sense. From their perspective, every one of us is an aspect of the original first cause, which they call the one infinite creator, and that we are all on our own path, our individual path of self-realization, discovering ourselves and figuring out what to do in our lives. And they say they're here to help us on our own path. And in observing the people that have been paying attention to our call over calls over a period of time, it's working. So it's up to everyone to decide, is this something that would work for me? Is this, will this help me? But there's no abrogation of free will or anything to follow or anything to join. You just keep showing up and test it. If it doesn't work, then find something else that does work. But for many people, it's a unique way of connecting with the higher dimensions and expanding your own experience of who it is to be you. And the second group soul that we talked to identifies itself as the raw group. And some of you may be familiar with the law of one material. There's a woman by the name of Carla Ruckert who from the period of 1981 to 83 was part of a channeling group in Anchorage, Kentucky. And her, her channeling questionnaire, questioner was Don Elkins, who was doing this channeling group as an experiment in his living room He was a very bright guy. He was a physics professor at the University of Kentucky, and he had an interest in this. And uh, at one point in his channeling group, Carla was there, and she suddenly went into a trance, went unconscious, and a source started answering questions that it called itself Ra. And they said they were their word was a social memory complex. But in short, they're a group soul that used to have bodies in this realm and graduated. And yes, we can graduate too. This is like a training ground to expand yourself to go to the next level. So when you die, you don't have to come back here unless you want to. And it's all free will. You don't have to graduate even if you qualify. And some people come back to help their friends. And some of the people on this line are people who graduated and came back to be of service. You could be one of them. Because what happens is if you're one of those people, you don't know it because every time you come back here... You have a memory wipe, and um, you have to figure it out. But some of the signs of being one of those people who graduated and came back is you don't seem to fit in. You can feel alienated. You're bored with normal things that people strive for in this realm, and you're looking for your sense of purpose. And if you happen to be one of those people... This call can be very important to you because it will tune you in, or our work in general um, will tune you in to how it all works, and if you identify with it, you might be a graduate who came back. And um, my partner, Gary Brown, happens to be the person who they speak to me through. It all started one night when she woke me up and said, get the tape recorder out, and a voice came through her and said, ask us questions, which I did. And I didn't believe it. I said, "Um, if this is true, it'll prove itself to me. And it did prove itself to me. There were miracles. There was information that was amazing. And there was never any kind of control pattern that you're supposed to do this and you're supposed to do that. Everything we do is because I decided it was important and wanted to create ways to put it out into the world and let everyone make up their own mind and see how it, if it makes sense to them. But I can tell you the people that have been coming to our calls regularly, many of them have experienced miraculous phenomena, shifts in their life that would normally be impossible. And, um, and many of them can feel the energy of these sources, and it's, it's, for some people, it rocks them off there, <laughs> like uh, they just have amazing experience, and other people, it's kind of a subtle energy that just is hanging out in your space, and if I stop talking for a moment, feel the energy You felt an energy in the silence. You can postulate that maybe that's them. And um, I went through a huge amount of being skeptical. And this all happened, began, when I was in the middle of writing the reincarnation of Edgar Casey in 2000. In, well, I started writing that in 2000. And then in two thousand and two they contacted me. And it was all like being in a science fiction movie for a few years. And there were a number of there were many events that convinced me without a shadow you know, that they were legitimate. One of them, and I'll just mention that, was I asked them if Terry had ever been anyone famous. Now, Terry was the person they were talking through. And they told me to look up St. Catherine of Siena. And I Googled St. Catherine of Siena, who I never heard of. And she was a young woman in Siena, Italy, who would go into the local church. They would write down everything she said because they thought God was speaking through her. When she died, a compilation of all these channelings were compiled in a book called St. Catherine's Dialogues with God, which is still being sold on Amazon, which became a classic of Catholic literature, and Terry happened to be the spitting image of Saint Catherine. So, before we go into a channeling mode, I'm going to let Terry just say hello from her human side. Are you there, Terry? I'm here. Hello, Hi, I'm oh, oh, right. Okay,
4: yeah,
1: I'm here. Uh, yeah, this is an amazing lifetime. I am uh, learning so many lessons and connecting with people and um it's um a lot of the questions that I've had over and over and over are being answered. I, the the uh Ra group and the Elohim group are answering the questions and when I go over the channelings um, and and do transcripts and things, um, it's um, really filling in a lot of the blanks. So we're really lucky to be able to have uh, this um, source and this connection that is able to uh, come in and they they've dealt with. A lot of the stuff we're trying to answer already, they've dealt with it and they're able to answer questions. So it's really amazing. And I got to thank Lynn for um, uh, being able to bring this in and ask great
0: questions. Thank you. Lynn? Yeah. Be aware, now and then you have the wind blowing in your mic. Okay.
3: Thank you. The wind is blowing in Sedona, and a lot of times <laughs> I, I go to my sliding glass door, and I like... It's a, it's, it's a place where uh, I look at the bushes outside the door, and I can feel their energy and I feel like I open up more to an expanded space when I'm at this door. So I'll move away from it shortly if you're hearing the wind, because it is a little windy
4: today.
1: And, it's um, a beautiful little spot and... here, and the birds come and look at them, and the rabbits come and look at them. <laughs>
3: we, have, we have all these animals walking by. We have rabbits. <laughs> We have uh, <laughs>
1: Different kinds coyotes. of birds, blue jays, coyotes. We too.
3: have <laughs> javelinas. Javelina is, is a unique kind of big, fat, hairy pig. pig <laughs> a wild pig. That runs, that runs wild in Sedona, and they're, they're, they're harmless, and they walk by in packs like five or six sometimes there's a baby Avalina walking along and they're kind of ugly but they're cute (laughs) okay (laughs) and uh, if you didn't know they were harmless they might be scary and hopefully they stay harmless and um, (laughs) they're one of the um, things that happens to lots of people in Sedona in their backyards so in any case Um, we're going to start. I want to give an introduction to what I'm going to talk about. You know, for years, we only talked to the Elohim, but I had learned about the Ra group, and I learned about it starting off with David Wilcock, who at this point won't talk about any of this. And um but I was sure he was Edgar Casey. And I wrote the book about it, the reincarnation of Edgar Casey, to his um great objections, and then he became my co-writer because I was gonna use his channelings in the book. And he believed he was talking to the Raw Group and he had also studied the channelings of Carla Rucker, who had five books out from her channelings in the early 1980s where Don Elkins was interviewing her in a channeling state, asking very deep questions about who they were and how everything worked. And the difference between the Ra group and the Elohim group is the Elohim group is in a higher dimension than the Ra group. The Elohim group doesn't have bodies and never had bodies. They have remained in their energy form from the time of the beginning of the universe, and they've observed everything that's happened. In the evolution of the universe. They can answer questions. We've had some of the most amazing question-and-answer sessions. The Ra group did have bodies, and they had bodies on planet Venus, and they graduated. But when they graduated, they didn't go anywhere near as high as the Elohim group, but they got a lot higher in the matrix. And the group of graduates acted as a helper and guide for people on planets who were still working through their evolutionary process and were stuck in patterns of reincarnation. And probably about seven years ago, the Elohim group who we were talking to said they made an alliance with part of the Ra group who was going to be present when we would ask questions and would help with answers. And the Ra group, because they graduated this realm, had certain wisdoms about what it takes to graduate, to get off the wheel of reincarnation that the Elohim group didn't have because the Elohim had never been trapped here, and all of their understanding was vicarious from watching things for billions of years, and the Ra group was experiential. So we were talking to a conglomerate of the Ra group and the Elohim group that identified itself as Ra-An, and An was the Elohim part, and An represented the Council of An, which is a subgroup of the Elohim that was the translation team. When they spoke to um, a group in 3D, they could translate to the language of that group. And we've had experiences on this call, well, one in particular, where Terry was talking and suddenly she started talking in another language. And the next day, I got an email from a lady in Turkey named Batul, who said, they said hello to me in Turkish and even said my name. And so... Not only did that indicate that the Elohim really could translate into different languages, but they're also paying attention to the people on the call. They're paying attention to you. And if you allow it, they don't violate your free will. And if somebody is, like, nervous or saying, could this be negative or whatever, they let you check it out long enough time until you feel comfortable. And if you're open, you may feel an energy in your space, and you can um, postulate that that just might be the Elohim group. In any case, about six or seven weeks ago, we did a Sunday call, and I did something that I had never done before, and I said, I wanted to ask the raw group some questions. And according to the Carlo Rucker channelings, the Ra group was did have bodies in this realm, not on our planet, but on the planet Venus. And at one time, Venus was populated. And according to the Carlo Rucker channelings, Twenty percent of the population graduated, and so we did a whole session that was asking where I asked questions about life on Venus, and also, previous to this, we had indications that the Ra group was connected to Jesus in some way. And also, according to the Carla Rucker channeling, when the raw group had bodies on Venus, there was another group soul that was helping them to graduate. And, and, and when I asked questions about how they were being helped, those of you that were on those calls, that was a very fascinating conversation because they said they that there was a matrix in sixth density, and that's like a higher dimension, sixth dimension you could call it, that when someone could connect with that matrix, they could... Bypass the lower levels of evolution and experience um, love your neighbor as yourself. Experience unconditional love. And that Jesus was a person that was anchoring that matrix in this realm and It became called the Christ Consciousness. Uh, This explanation was far too sophisticated. But it wasn't too sophisticated for our group, and they told us, and they said while they had their their experience on Venus, there was this other group soul that was helping them to anchor the matrix, the six density matrix which we call the Christ Consciousness, and they called it on Venus, Christos, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-S, and um, that there were a number of people that were anchoring it. And not only that, they were like missionaries going to other planets. They had spaceships, and they were anchoring this energy on other planets, and I'm going to ask more questions about that today to the Christ, to the to the Ra group, because our planet is going through a change in vibration, and it's a period of time where people have this opportunity. To graduate, and we've had other conversations about this without going back to Venus. But I'm going to learn more about it, and I hope you do too. So, Terry, you're not ready, right? No,
1: no, no. Just checking. I'm okay.
3: Well, we do this invocation to bring them in and create a protected space for these conversations. So we're going to start with the invocation, and then we're going to begin our conversation. And um, they may have decided they don't want to talk about this, and then we'll do something else. We've done every topic under the sun on these Sunday calls, and... um, But I think they'll probably talk about it. Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect Terry and myself and everybody on this line, everyone on BBS radio, and everyone who listens to a replay of this call, and we invite those sources that are positive, service to others, Honoring the law of one to join with us, and we create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now, and do we have our sources present?
1: Yes. We greet you on the left side of the one infinite creator. We collect ourselves all of the aspects of the La and King group that you are speaking through with and we um collect our um ourselves together so that we may um comprehend your questions and bring forth answers as we are um, formulating the um, structure to uh, bring to the answers we call this the collective of soul group of la on we um We have further more to say about this, but if we ever see anything that doesn't make sense to you, disregard it as it is only, um, the information is only given to help you on your evolutionary path. Uh, Do you have questions?
3: Well, I wanted to start off and ask more about Venus and the population of Venus. And where did the population of Venus come from? We know that on Earth, our population comes from various, mostly from various ET sources that moved people here. And some of our different cultures and races are originated from different ET sources, and uh, there might be some of the public. Is is that correct? Um,
1: Yes, groups were moved to Earth to complete their. Evolutionary process from other planets, including the Nev and Sears and other planets.
3: And Mars as well, yes.
1: Mars. And now, Beck.
3: Mm-hmm. So, the Earth is a conglomerate, and I do believe it's unusual for a planet to have so many different um, races as we do because of this moving of souls from various different locations.
1: Yes, and also uh, races that did not make their uh, evolutionary uh, graduation and had more lessons to learn. So it is diverse with different cultural backgrounds. To work together was more difficult because of the diversity of understandings of the nature of their evolution and the basis out of which it stemmed.
3: And sometimes the different races didn't get along well, because...
1: Well, they had different cultural understandings, which were in conflict with uh, other races and their cultural understandings.
3: And I can't remember if you said this, but other people have said that sometimes the, the misfits from other planets, the criminals from other planets, were moved to Earth. And it, some uh, people have called the... it a, a prison
1: planet. Yes, this uh, occurred um, millions of years ago, and uh, many of the individuals have stayed in Earth plane.
3: Mm-hmm. And regarding Venus, where did the population of Venus
1: come from? They were moved to Venus, many of them. Some of them were indigenous to the planet, but some of them were moved by the group that um, fostered back uh, backed us and taught us, and they mm-hmm. also moved planetary populations. Uh, in some cases, to Venus.
3: Did they have the same problems with the different races as we have?
1: Yes, they did not move nearly as many of them as we did. There was one star system; it was in trouble, and um, they moved um as many as they could from one of the planets um, to get them out of the uh, destructive cycle that the star system was going through.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. And on Earth, was the majority of people moved here by the Bra group, from different places?
1: There were various outposts of individuals that were started by explorers and pioneers from different star groups that then flourished and developed. there would be a number of, like, five races of different individuals Mm -hmm. from different areas to develop in different ways.
3: I mean, in those cases, were there outposts from different places that landed here in spaceships and then um, created...
1: Yes, spaceships or the uh, ability to translate here without the use of spaceships.
3: Mm -hmm. They could translate without the use of spaceships.
1: Some of them, yes.
3: Kind of like in Star Trek. They were more advanced. Yeah. And the transporter... Transporter—that's what it was called in Star Trek.
1: Yes. Yeah.
3: And you guys—you yeah. guys may not n- know this, but the guy who um, started, the producer of Star Trek, was named Gene Roddenberry. And in my research, I found out that Gene Roddenberry, before he started producing Star Trek, was um, attending the channelings of a woman by the name of Phyllis Schlimmer. And he was learning about all of this stuff and incorporated it into Star Trek. So things like the prime directive were real. And then there was, you know, the You know, the different natures of different people, like Spock, who I can't remember where they said he came from, but, you know, he was very intellectual. And then there was the Borg. Um, Are you familiar with those stories in Star Trek? And those people and where they came from.
1: They're derivatives of things that actually happened. We are somewhat unfamiliar with the term Borg.
3: Mm-hmm. I forget how they describe the Borg, but. Um... You know, in Star Trek, they would travel to different planets and they would have these different experiences, and in some way, they were based on things that actually happened. I don't know if all of them are. I mean, it could have come from the imagination of the writers, but many of the things were based on real events in the universe, okay? Okay. So on Venus, there was a group soul that was working with the population of Venus.
1: They it had physical moving. bodies, much like uh, Earth population. They had physical bodies and they became very advanced. And they had a group also that was working with that.
4: hmm.
3: The group soul did. Yes. And when they started out, they were in
4: bodies. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: They were seeking evolutionary growth in reuniting with the one infinite creator.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And did was the Elohim uh, involved at all on the evolution of Venus?
1: Not by name, but whenever it was possible to, yes, but to grace, much like grace works with your group, or your earth at this time and population, Um, Elohim was older and was much as they are today available for help without um, much fanfare.
3: Okay, and one of the most interesting things that we discussed with the RAW group at the time, you know, a few weeks ago when we talked about this, and it was the first time we ever um, particularly singled out the RAW group to answer our questions. They were talking about this sixth density matrix that people could connect with in a physical
1: realm. And yes, you, they, the density would have, of light, the very um, uh, information-full density of light, in which all paradoxes uh, come together and are resolved. Uh, your density delight is not so dense and missing information is in the space. And so when individuals seek the Solution to paradoxes or duality, not all the information is present to solve the discrepancy. Uh, in the sixth sense, all information is present, and therefore the paradoxes go away, dissolve, are no longer there, and all is understood.
3: hmm How did this six density matrix develop itself?
4: It
1: is sort of the other way around. Um, the, the awareness of the third-density individuals. They were not as aware, so they were missing information and jumping to conclusions. In other words, the distortion of the data became greater. Um, The um, duality, the differences, became greater as information was missing. The individuals, as they developed from the uh, lower densities, were jumping to conclusions, not seeing all the data, so they fit into the lower densities, which were missing data. As you get higher in the densities, there is more light, more information. So all the information is there, and unity, as everything really in the basis of it is unified, um, is apparent in the sixth density when an individual graduates and is able to use his. Um, intelligent connections with all that is uh, to perceive all of the data and does not leave data out.
3: Now, I'm still trying to understand how it developed. Did the human's... Or did the beings who were in the third density start to evolve and that evolution of
1: the beings
3: caused this matrix to
1: form? All beings, no matter what density, are on an evolutionary path. Learning lessons as they go. Some learn slowly, some learn more fast, and the as they move through the uh, densities, graduate to a higher density. Based upon in from the lessons they have learned, they are no longer dropping out data, jumping to conclusions. In the first density, water, air, fire, earth uh, is taking into account that, but they are missing data from the higher densities uh, to uh, the the, uh, uh, existing at the level of the earth fire the water they um are learning information concerning that and how it is to exist as water air fire on earth um as an individual moves into the second density they are learning more they are learning what it's like to be an animal what it's like to be a flower um how it is to exist in the higher ability of motion. And then they move into the third density. They are, existing. Uh, are able to develop higher uh, social complexes, uh, groups. They are learning the importance of connecting, and they are experiencing high levels of choice. Um, But it's better for survival. this They are learning as they are moving up the density. They're able to take in more information about how things work and not to drop out um, areas of... um, intelligent uh, information and as they learn more lessons they are able to handle more complex uh, configurations of energy and take more into account and not drop out certain areas.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And when Venus went through its graduation process, we've, we've learned that there are these cycles. There's 25,000 year cycles and 75,000 year cycles. And in yes, those cycles... It's
1: the density of light coming to the planet through the galactic center has more information, it carries the planet to a higher density, and those that are able to negotiate, understand, and handle the added light and information are able to track with it and travel with it. And those that are not... are actually automatically not qualified uh, because they simply automatically do not track with it and they need to stay at the density of light uh, to continue to even exist in the matrix.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: There was a period of my life where I was studying all kinds of spiritual things and teachers and
1: you'll learn much
3: and and many of them were talking about synchronicities and i thought that yes. was an amazing thing but i didn't really experience synchronicities until i started hitchhiking around the country playing music everywhere and just yes, when you are myself. in
1: motion, you are cutting across more channels of uh, vibration and have more chance for uh, having a connection with a uh, vibration of uh, resonance. Mm-hmm.
3: When you said when you are in motion, do you mean anyone that's in motion or me in particular?
1: We are speaking particularly of you, however, it does apply to anyone.
3: Yeah. I mean, when I look back at it, I saw that I was, in the way that I was moving around, I didn't get caught in other people's reality systems, which when I stayed in one place... I felt much more contracted, but I didn't quite understand. You it are learning at
1: that time. valuable lessons, and you were learning valuable lessons about how to rise in the matrix and maintain mm-hmm. your own self-determinism, yet staying in communication with others.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And when I was traveling around. Was I, ac- I thought that I was, but I'll ask the question. Was I accessing this six-density Christ matrix? It
1: was bumping in and out. You were bumping in and out of it.
3: mm mm-hmm. I mean, I remember thinking to myself that maybe this is the way Jesus felt when he was moving around. And... uh I didn't know how to share it with anyone. It was just all alone having this experience. And yes. um, I tried to put it in songs.
1: <laughs> and uh, yes. Jesus did experience and... this, and also anyone who takes this uh, road uh, begins to experience it.
4: hmm
3: But it was important to me to have a way to interface with the 3D reality, which I was doing through my music, because otherwise... Yes. ...I would have just... been another others homeless.
1: up to your level, but does not capture them and trap them.
3: Right. Right. And... The... This these cycles the seventy five thousand year cycle and the twenty five thousand year cycle I believe are based on the positions of the galaxies, and that yes. when the galaxies are in certain positions, they create more of an openness for these the the gal- the galactic center. Did you say the galactic center or the universe center?
1: It would be the universal center.
3: The universe center.
1: Yeah, the that galactic is center the... is um a a, uh, yeah, in all of the galactic centers, um move around the uh, universal center.
3: Mm-hmm. So as the different galaxies come into certain positions, the flow of energy from the universe center increases dramatically.
1: And the light coming through uh, is denser and has more information. And that is one reason that certain times of day individuals can achieve greater ability of being psychic, there are certain times of day when the energy is more dense and contains more information.
3: Yes, and if we don't graduate, we're going to we're going to go backwards a little bit because we won't have access to that energy, right?
1: The energy would be again moving into. Um, a less dense formation. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: And
1: there were attempts
3: at bringing in higher energies even when one was not in one of these cycles. For example, and I'm just asking this, I think the pyramids were a way of increasing the energy flow from the center of the universe and that they were used as initiation chambers in order for people to speed up their evolutionary process. Am I correct?
1: Yes, that is correct. That is correct. Yeah.
3: And, um, and then there's places and locations on our planet, people call them vortexes, that seem to have higher energy flows than other locations.
1: Yes, they, uh, um, they go very far. They're not nearly on the surface. They can go under the ground.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, supposedly, Sedona is one of those places
1: that has, it has increased many. energy. It has, it, it has uh, 12 strong uh, vortexes and others minor. More minor. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes. And then also, when people come together for a higher purpose it creates a vortex. As Jesus said, when two or more are gathered in my name, I am also present. Am I saying that, am I interpreting that correctly? That people yes, coming together... Each
1: individual, each individual uh, creates a vortex of energy. And when people mm-hmm. are on the same page and they get together, uh, this synchronizes and increases the level of, of vortexness that's available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: And I do believe we're doing that to a certain extent on whole planet healing, even though we're not in the same physical location.
1: Yes, you are. It doesn't matter the location. It matters the uh, togetherness, the, synchrony, uh, the, the, uh, the combined resonance. It doesn't matter uh, the closeness of the people physically. Mm-hmm. Okay, going back to Venus,
3: how many year years did Venus go through episodes similar to Earth where a huge part of the population was destroyed and then they came back again?
1: In general, yes.
3: Yes. So that's a common occurrence, right?
1: Well, you—it's not exactly common. It depends upon the population and their potential, their ability to work together or uh, to to be disconnected and separate. It, mm-hmm. it, depends upon their ability to work together or not what happened
3: to the, what happened to the population of Venus that did not graduate and become the raw group
1: We do not wish to go into that at this time
3: well, let me ask... They did, can I ask the question that uh, Venus is currently unpopulated, as far as I know, with 3D beings, so the population did not continue on Venus, correct?
1: We do not wish to go into this at this time.
3: Okay. There was uh, an early session with Daphne where I'm trying to recall it. I believe it was said that the population of Earth that didn't graduate would be moved like paper dolls somewhere else to continue their evolution. Do I recall that correctly?
1: You recall the channeling correctly. It is a subject we do not wish to pursue uh, right now. All right. Okay.
3: And when Venus was going through its graduation cycle, the population of Venus, according to the raw group through Carlo Rucker, 20% graduated.
1: Can I confirm that? And those 20% that graduated... That is approximately correct. Yes. And
3: those 20% that graduated, when they graduated, what was the immediate experience? Did they find themselves in a group, or were they still evolving in the astral or higher?
1: They found themselves uh, associated, and they were still evolving in the astral.
3: hmm But they uh, weren't taking on other words. us. Thank you. <laughs> and... So you weren't really at the higher levels as you are now doing the. You weren't. Oh, so we, to we have
1: continued. We have continued to grow and learn from our lessons.
4: Mm hmm. And.
3: And. And. You, in the in the call we did a, a few weeks ago, it was indicated that when you were on Venus and you were under the tutelage of the group soul that was on Venus at that time, that you were manifesting, you took it upon yourselves to manifest the Christ energy, the Christos energy, and there were a number of people that were able to hold that space on the planet. And
1: um, Yes. Yeah. Yes. By the way, it is K. Starts with a K. Starts with a K.
3: Yes. Thank you. I mean... When I did a search, I found the word Christos, and it usually started with a C, but I assumed it was the same idea. I can't remember where I found it, so I can't bring it up. So, in the manifestation of the Christos energy, was it similar of the way that religions attempt to manifest the Christ energy?
1: Depends upon the, re- the religion. Um, it is very similar uh, to uh, Jesus' teachings.
3: hmm Okay. And did religion did what look did something similar to religions grow out of that?
1: Yes, it was it, it sprouted up and grew wherever we would plant it.
3: And did Venus have a negative like we do?
1: A, and, then... and they give his part and a parcel of the um, individual's uh, choice uh, through his uh, lessons in the third density.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And... Were there planet other planetary outposts on Venus?
1: Yes, there were. There was an interchange of um, uh, of, of population, uh, for instance, with Denev. Denev uh, was undergoing uh, difficulty um, in. Uh, providing adequate atmosphere and um, food and uh, evolutionary choice and chance for its people. And so, uh, it also, uh, Denev had outposts on Venus.
3: And where was Denev?
1: It is in another star system. It is a planet in another star system. Mm -hmm. Go ahead.
3: I'm just reading here. The name is the first magnitude star in the constellation of Cygnus. Uh, It was in the constellation of Cygnus, and uh, I'm trying to remember, the Mormons refer to a certain planet from somewhere else, and I'm trying to remember if it was Neb. Colob, uh, I think it was called Kolob, all right. Was there a planet Kolob that was accurate and that the Mormons referred to?
1: Um, they did have a planet they referred to that was similar in name to that. Mm-hmm.
3: And what was, if you can share it, what was the connection of that planet to the Mormons?
1: They felt that a number of the Mormons were derived from that planet and Mm -hmm. would be situated on Earth. Mm Mm-hmm.
3: So, going back to the, um, this period that we're going through on Earth and relating it to the, the, the times that Venus went through, it's I'll call it ascension cycle. Are there similarities?
1: Yes. The negatives have a more difficult time with holding their intentions and their negative actions to um, subversion as there is more energy coming in, more information in the energy flowing through and it throws uh, the withholding of information off balance and they are um, triggered to share more of their uh, devious uh, plans other people because of the heightened energy can uh, see through the withholds and the overts and their plans uh, more easily. So, uh, there's more information available about the negativity of um, the adverse groups.
3: Mm -hmm. So, Venus was not as controlled by the negative as
1: Earth
4: is. Oh,
1: well, well, Venus had its problems. Mm-hmm. We do not okay. wish to compare the cold that the negative had on Venus to the cold negative has on Earth. Uh, mm-hmm. There are other factors uh, involved in um, the, that were also involved in uh, Venus that were similar. And one of them is the influence of the Orions um, who seek to subvert and steal energy from those elite who fall for their uh, flattery and advances. Mm -hmm.
3: There is something that people refer to as the Galactic Federation, and it's, uh, as I understand it, it's kind of like a United Nations of different planets that is positively oriented, that tries to keep the universe flowing in the most positive direction.
1: And here it is called the Confederation of Planets.
3: Is there a difference
1: between the Confederation? The Galactic Federation has had various uh, forms uh, throughout, history. At times, it has become very negative. Uh, the uh, Galactic Confederation was more positive. Um, when you look at the word Galactic Federation, be careful that you are looking at a positive group.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, right at this moment, is there a galactic confederation and a galactic federation?
1: Yes, there is. We, at this time, have not um, totally sorted out um, the uh, intent or the... the, um, Choices, the, there is the Galactic Federation, but we have not entirely sorted out their intents.
3: Mm-hmm. Are the groups that we have learned to identify as negatively oriented members of either of these two groups?
1: Well, hmm. they are members of the Orion. Uh, group, the Orion Confederation, uh, perhaps commissioned uh, under the the galactic group configured under the um, control and influence of the Orion Confederation.
3: Mm-hmm. And the, the positive group, the Galactic Confederation, what measures do they use to enforce their edicts for the general universe?
1: Uh, trade, uh, positive trade, trade routes that are... Uh, acceptable trade routes that uh, are subject to pirates, Um, positive information for the uh, planetary uh, groups to uh, uh, work together.
3: And when you have different planetary populations that are at different stages technologically. Like, for example, as you said earlier, there were spaceships, but then there was transporter transporters where things could be moved yes. like...
1: Uh, Those are two different systems. Uh, They they are generally used in conjunction with each other. Some aspects are handled by spaceships. Others are handled by the uh, transporting of uh, goods and materials uh, to the transporters. There are special ports that are needed for reception of goods. If you are doing it to the transporters, now it, it just is not as well used as these spaceships. Mm-hmm. It is best used.
3: I would imagine a transporter needs two units: one where it sends, and one where it receives. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes, but it also needs certain uh, highways or trajectories. Yet are totally committed to it.
3: Mm-hmm. And what happens to a physical object that is sent through a trans transporter? Is it, it broken down?
1: And it, it 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 is. Yes, it's broken down into components and then reassembled at the other end. Mm-hmm.
3: And you can move a body in the same way, right?
1: Yeah, yes, you can.
3: And when it's reassembled, it's in a different area, which has totally different hologram holograms.
1: Yes. All of this has to be we're... taken into account, and that is why mm-hmm. the transporter uh the environment within the transporter has to be consistent with the uh in the two ends the receipt and the sending and uh that is why you need the um area around the transporter. Uh, to receive the uh, item.
3: Mm-hmm. All right. Now, when we've been doing this conversation, I sense that we were talking to not just Ra Group, but both Elohim and Raghur. Is
4: that accurate? Actually... Uh,
1: we, we, we are uh, together and... Uh, even perhaps one sentence may be shifting as the group shift that is answering. We work mm-hmm. totally in coincidence with each other.
3: Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of like you can both totally track each
0: other, right? While you're well, answering questions.
1: Would be, well, it would be like the mind or uh, like an individual speaking and all of the cells of the body and all of the mind and uh, it is all working together.
3: Mm-hmm. How many years we ago? Yes.
1: If there is one end? more question, then we yeah. wish to move to whole planet healing.
3: To the healing list?
1: Yes. Healing yes. list.
3: Okay. Um, okay. Last question. Planets have what's referred to as an indigenous population. And I yeah, assume I mean- that that means. It's a population that evolved just on that planet and did not get brought from another planet to integrate with that planet.
1: You are correct.
3: Is that accurate? Yeah. Yes. And if they evolved from that... (coughs) excuse me. If they evolved from that planet in one of the sessions we did a long time ago that was very fascinating, it was indicated that you could have DNA and the DNA would attract energy from the field and build a light body around it or the beginning mm-hmm. of an evolving um, species directly right. from that DNA. And when we refer to the indigenous population of a planet, is that how that indigenous population originated?
1: Um, The essentially, yes, the uh, development of the individual or an individual body on a planet would be... um, and tempered by the conditions uh, that were needed re- uh, for the survival of a body uh, in that particular density uh, and atmosphere and environment, uh, did is mm-hmm. why uh, the um, uh, when uh, the uh, group came, to uh, mine gold, uh, the Anunnaki, uh, they uh, had a difficult time in the density of earth, and for they chose eight bodies to attempt to uh, condition, combined with their bodies, to be able to make a race that was able to march. Easily inhabit and work on uh, the earth plant. Mm-hmm. When there was
3: an indigenous population that evolved from DNA, who was was the element responsible for the original DNA that became the indigenous population?
1: We uh you, you um, we request you do the question next time we the question for next time as this, uh we move uh to uh we move to the end of this section
3: all right excuse me for asking another question and um uh, thank you so much for your answers and uh there Really helpful in grasping how the universe works. And, uh,
1: this information we gave today is very uh, primary information. It is not generally known. It is not generally known how the law of one works with the different densities, and much clues, uh, many clues were given today.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Thank you, and let me see if Seja is here.
1: I need uh, this is Terry, and I need a break.
3: Okay, why right. don't you take back. a break? Take a break.
1: Yeah.
3: Okay. And yeah. Maybe be- before we bring Seja in, hang on a second here. Let me see. Maybe I'll play a song.
1: And. I'll be back.
3: Yeah, and if you want to get on the healing list, it's a web page form, and it is in the light dot intelligent infinity Inthelight.intelligent-infinity. dot com. In the light infinity.com and just fill out the form and if you do it right now you'll get on the, you'll probably get on the list today okay and um, also letting you know that every evening at 7 pm we do something called whole planet healing. And, you know, we've developed an affiliation with the sources we're communicating with. And we've learned they have the ability to add to intentions, which creates the potential for miraculous shifts in this realm. And we have seen miracles happen, and from their perspective, they're not really miracles. but um, in the higher realms, things happen very quickly. They happen at the speed of thought, at the speed of projection. In the lower realms, there's a lot of inertia. So we can have an intention, and it it doesn't immediately turn into a miracle, okay? And um, but when they help, when the circumstances are correct, it can turn into a miracle in our realm, and. And I said I was going to play a song. I'm going to play one, one, one of, the, when I was traveling around, I was tr- trying to interpret my experiences into music. And this is one of them. It's called Two Red Roses. And it seems like it's just as applicable, if not more so now, than it was 20 years ago. So here we go.
5: Two red roses plucked from the sun Set in a vase on the window ledge Watching the world from their petals edge Two red roses so
4: alone
5: Two red roses with no home they cry, cry, cry for the earth. Passing people say, oh how nice. Two roses look on the window's ledge. Watching the world from their petals edge. Two red roses so alone, two red roses with no home. And they cry, cry, cry for the earth. The day's For there is no set The pretty bodies conceal the fact Two red roses so alone Two red roses with no home And they cry that left are two withered stems. But now they're lying in the garbage cans. Two red roses so alone. Two red roses with no home.
0: And they cry.
3: an example of lo-fi. Okay. Just uh, two things to mention. One thing is, every night, we do Whole Planet Healing, which is kind of like a prayer group, although I don't like to use the word prayer because we're not kind of like a religion. Um, but we go through our planet and um, look at making the most positive outcomes with the help of our sources. And you can get the phone number for that on the website, thespiritchannel.net, thespiritchannel.net. And on that website, we also have about 2,000 of our calls similar to this one, uh, with all kinds of amazing information. And if you found yourself having kind of aha experiences while you were listening to this call, you'll find that you can listen to those calls calls on the Spirit Channel, and they go back for 12 years, okay? And uh, I highly recommend it. And also, we have the phone numbers for all of our calls on the home page of the Spirit Channel. Now, one thing that's happening is the phone numbers are changing. And if you dial the number that's on there, it may give you a new number. So just be prepared to write that down. But it's the same uh, PIN code for the new number as the old number. And uh, we haven't changed them yet, but we will change them shortly, where it has the current number. And also, at the bottom of the homepage, there's a little donate button. And um, we put a huge amount of hours in every week holding the energy for this work. And if you appreciate it and, and you think it's important... The more money we have, the more people we can reach. So consider making a donation. It's on the bottom of the page of spiritchannel.net. And on that note, let me see if Seja is here. I am here. And how many people are on the list today? Uh,
2: hold on. I think nine ten, nine people.
3: ten people. Okay. <laughs> we we may go over BBS goes off at one o'clock or a couple of minutes before. And um and if you're on BBS, we thank you so much for listening today and uh, come back. Um particularly our Sunday calls are particularly amazing. Okay. And we, we bring in this amazing information that no one's ever heard before. And at this point, I tend to believe it's accurate. I didn't always, I said, how do I know these guys are telling the truth? Da, 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 da. But too many things have fit together. We've been doing this for 18 years. And, uh, I've been watching it and it's been pretty consistent. And on that note, I'm gonna turn it over to Sija, and she's gonna do the healing list. And if you're listening on BBS, we may suddenly cut out. And the reason is is because we're continuing with the healing list on our phone line. So go ahead, Cija.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I'd just like to call in the love light of protection around each and every person on this healing list, a subject of the healing list, listening to the call, listening to the replay, or reading a transcript. Edna from Snohomish putting everyone's request for healing into the light and also continuing to send love light and strength to France. I would like to request support for Eric's healing. Thanks to the sources for helping me to get rid of the dizziness that was bothering me. Much love to all, Edna, thank you.
1: Thank you. We work with Hans, we, 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 we work with Eric, and we work with Franz, and also we are there for you in the work that you are doing, and all of it, including your art and uh, your work in the world.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Joy, from Squim, Washington. Dear, dear friends, number one, thank you for telling me about the magnesium supplement called Calm. It has helped diminish mild tremors in my hands and restless legs, which has improved the quality of my sleep. Hooray! And thank you for your support of my magnesium achieving my certification in the emotion code and the body code so that I may better support the healing of others. Three, thank you for potentials supporting the acceptance of the truth being revealed to those in the collective consciousness who are open to it, even the tiniest bit open for the healing of the United States and beyond. Four, and with his permission, I thank you for continued support of Lauren of Fawkes, improving his health and all other aspects of his life, which then overflows with high frequency and helps the lives of others. And thanks for your love-like support for all who are open to it on this call and BBS. With love, love, love. Thank you.
1: Thank you. We send thanks to <clears throat> the developer of COM and the uh, that went into the development of COM and the knowledge behind it. And we um, see, um, this is indeed a helpful agency uh, in the manners you have mentioned. Um, we work with Lauren High uh, in support of his health, his body health, and his endeavors to uh, resolve uh, any uh, areas he wishes to resolve no more. Um, we thank you for your work with the Body Code, as it is already making a difference in Societal uh, Framework, Um, we support you. Thank you.
2: Thank you, John, from Nevada, I ask for the massive systematic voting fraud from the November 3rd 2020 election be revealed to the American people. I ask that the massive corruption in the U.S. government and the massive fraud and manipulation of the financial system be revealed to the American people. I ask that we will have an executive branch, legislative branch, and a judicial branch of government that are positive service to others and will have integrity, ethics, wisdom, and courage so that they will honor the U.S. Constitution and honor the will of the American people. I ask that the U.S. government will honor the free will of the American people so that all Americans can choose for themselves whether or not they want to take the vaccine. I also ask that the U.S. government will honor the free will of the American people so that all Americans can have the freedom to travel to any country or state they desire without having any travel restrictions. I ask that there will be no harmful long-term effects from the vaccine. I also ask that all people be allowed to make reasonable choices for themselves and not forced to make decisions by the U.S. government or someone else. I ask that everyone will quickly adopt cryptocurrencies so that there can be a smooth transition between fiat currencies and cryptocurrencies. I ask that all the above be done for the highest good, highest and greatest good of all concerned. Thank you.
1: Thank you, as Rick, the financial system. We uh, see many, many different areas where integrity needs uh, to... Uh, we, we picture integrity becoming a part of these individual separate uh, areas of the financial system, that integrity uh, become a part of each and every transaction and uh, the setup of a currency system. And we thank you for your input. Um, we uh, picture the vaccine uh, disappearing into the dust of time and not um, being an issue at being totally dropped and any energy that the developers have seen and the um, developers, the um, uh, problem disease, um, any um, uh, um, uh, hit that they get off the energy that people are getting at this time be just totally dissolved from their uh, sphere, and they do not get any more energy from the whole subject. Um, Thank you.
2: Thank you. Joe from New Mexico. I would like to put into the light removing of all harmful AI, nanotech, radionics, On a continuous basis and the effects of it clearing and cleaning of our air and water, healing assistance and protection for our beautiful Mother Earth, our human family, our flora and fauna and all the sentient beings, healing assistance and protection for my mother, my friend Isis, myself, And all of our families, friends, pets, homes, properties, and all that we are lovingly connected with, as well as assistance with all of my daily prayers. I would like to ask for help with understanding all things relevant and for the highest, greatest good, as well as 24-7 connection with our beautiful Elohim and Ra. I would like to ask for assistance with all the imbalances coming our way to be broken down to bite size so we can handle it with ease and grace and be helped in continuing on our evolutionary path. I would like to request a big healing for everyone on the call. Thank you.
1: Thank you. We send healing and uh, the building of the her ability to um have a good life uh, with what is needed within one's life available and within reach uh, and that. Uh, all uh, detrimental things be uh, vanquished. Thank you.
2: Thank you. I'd just like to say goodbye to everybody on BBS radio, and we will see you next week. Alan Ferguson from Old Bridge, New Jersey. Thank you for your continued love and grace. Most recently, Heather, who has suffered migraines usually three to four times a month. This has been ongoing for over 30 years. Since placing her in the light, she changed her doctor who prescribed a different med. Has been pain-free for over three months. Thank you. I believe you touched her with your healing light and love. Recently, a car ran up over her foot again. A foot. Again, I ask if she would allow me to ask for healing. She is now walking after two days. She is so grateful as am I. On another note, my friend Jeff failed to listen to his body and has been hospitalized for over two weeks still in a serious condition again since since placing him in the light he is recovering he had perforated his stomach complicated by a huge hernia creating major issues in the operation to repair his stomach I believe that you directly helped in each instance allowing me to observe the energy manifesting in the hologram. Thank you so much. Thank you with love and gratitude. Alan, thank you.
1: Thank you, We send love and joy, too. Uh, Jeff, we um, thank you for your um, compilation of this uh, for an interlight. We work with you individually with each item you have placed in and with you separately. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Isis from Prescott. Assistance with balancing my hormones and regulating my menstrual cycle. Healing for my friend Joe for the inflammation of his gums, assistance in helping heal my friend, Angela, and her lower back issue, and I'll stop there. Hey, um,
1: all right. We look for that silently. Thank you.
2: Okay. Right.
1: Um continue.
2: Healing for Lauren, freedom and support in daily life for those avoiding the vaccine. Win. Terry, Fred, and Isabella for abundance, love, and prosperity. Thank you.
1: Thank you. In answer to your request, we look at Austria, and we uh, seek a resolution and return to former freedom. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Terry Marie from Boulder City, Nevada. Elohim, please shower my friend Diane with love, light, and peace as she transitioned a few days ago. Please help her to have a smooth journey. Thank you so much. Thank you.
1: Thank you. We see that she is um, following uh, the uh, light patterns and uh, very, um, like, attracted to things like the water patterns in the dam. But uh, uh, she is in these methods to um, uh, uh, confirm her position in the surroundings and as learning to operate outside the body. Uh,
2: thank you. Thank you. Feature from England. Thank you, our sources and Mother Earth, for healing the land surrounding and encompassing the San Andreas Fault in Southern California and any other area that needs it. Thank you for the inspirational ideas that assist us on our path of enlightenment and in the creation of the most beneficial technology and systems including the management and production of virgin food and water. Thank you for the beautiful love light energy that is lifting the vibration of every living thing, enhancing our intuition, illuminating negative agendas, helping all those who are service to others, and creating world peace. Thank you for your help and loving energy surrounding, healing and protecting the children. Thank you for our beautiful clean planet that is free from toxic substances on land, sea and in the air. And for our abundant resources, pure, nutritious and forever replenished in the Christed light thank you for the beautiful symphony of pure vibrational love light traveling through our solar system healing and cleansing all that it touches I thank you and our group with love
4: thank you
1: Thank you um We magnify and back your uh, things you have put into the light. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Joy tea from Ishikawa, will a photon genie be high benefit to me? Please clear the source of the disabling pain in my mid-back that shows up around 1 p.m. each day. I don't know if this is caused by Lyme, kidney issues, or liver gallbladder problems, or something else. If I know the cause, I might be able to address it. Thank you very much. Thank you.
1: Thank you. You're a very sensitive energies, and it has to do with the positioning of uh the um earth at the time of day and uh, so you may be able uh, to uh check uh, that out and uh just seeing it or observing it may be able to help you to dispense with it. Um Could you read the first thing again?
2: Will a photon ge- genie um be a high benefit to me? Uh, there
1: are uh, some uh the uh, centers Heave a full-time genie that you could rent some time in and you can check out uh, the, to uh, see if it can help. and We suggest that you uh, check it out a few times, like five times, to see what the changes and benefits may be.
2: Thank you, Alicia from Madison, Wisconsin. Healing for all those who are in the throes, in the thoughts of the disease of addiction, especially those dealing drugs and using drugs in my apartment building. Healing and comfort to all those affected by the disease of addiction in those close to them all those without shelter, nourishing food and clothing suitable to them, that will be given that they be given the means with dignity and honour to meet these needs. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Alicia.
1: Thank you. We see that those individuals that are with drugs are already overwhelmed uh, with uh, other uh, other uh, control factors uh, put upon them and are uh, avoiding uh, other control factors or uh, control over that they are in the control of their um, addictions, their addiction system uh assume control is they assume that the addiction can aid them momentarily uh, to step away from the problems. So um in the meantime we uh check with the uh agency the management and uh see if there's some um, check in the status of the, uh, any controls that they may wish to establish or thinking of. Thank you.
2: Thank you. I think that's the end of our healing list. Yet So, thank you, Terry. Thank you to our sources. Thank you, Wynn. Thank you, Haif. And thank you to everyone on the call. Much love to you
3: all. Thank you. Thank you, Seija.
2: Thank you. And
3: um, that is uh, the end of today's call. And let me unmute everybody. Let's see. Here we go. My mute button is not working. My unmute button is not working. And
1: just a second here.
2: All participants are unmuted.
1: Thank and you. hi, There you go. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Love to Thank you. Thank you, you. Seidra. Thank you. Thank you, Wynn. Come down, See everybody <laughs> tonight.
4: Okay. Thank you. All right.
1: All right. See you later, Joy. <laughs> Have a good weekend. Have a, weekend. <laughs> a beautiful soul. Have a blessed, blessed day, everyone. Love you all. Thank
2: you, Terry. Thank you so much. Great job.
1: You're
0: welcome. <laughs> good questions, Wynn. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, good
3: questions.
4: <laughs> yes, it well, But really I at I'll at I least...
3: to <laughs> myself. At least I have one talent. I'm good at asking questions.
1: I just keep saying, oh, that's a good question. Yes, yes, you are.
3: You know, in my high school yearbook, they made a comment about me. They said, uh, Mr. Cohan, you can see him freaking out. When wind raises his que- question-asking hands, <laughs> he, he, was, he was a, a history teacher. <laughs> so I've been cultivating this for many years. Uh, but at least no the longer they cringe. <laughs> well, at least the Elohim doesn't cringe, right? They like
4: and it is high <laughs> there.